0: There are two separate ballads known as Geordie. Both share a similar plot and often contain identical verses and themes. We can identify these two ballads as the Scottish Geordie and the English Geordie. In today's podcast I'll look at the Scottish ballad known as Geordie or the Lady of Gite. Along the way I'll sing some tunes associated with the ballad and look at the background and printing history.
1: Will ye gang to the Heelands, love? Will ye gang to the Heelands with your dear? I'll take the high road if you'll take low And I'll be in the highlands afore ye I'd sooner stay on the bonny banks o' spay to see all the fish-boats rowing, and to go to the high highland hills, to hear all the black-eye lowing. He'd not been in the high highland hills, months but barely three-o when he was thrown in a prison strong for hunting the royal deer-o
0: that tune for the scottish version known as the lady of gyte was collected by gavin gregg from mrs corbett of New newdeer in aberdeen the scottish geordie is not as well known and sung outside of scotland as its English counterpart. The basic plotline tells us that Geordie has been imprisoned. He sends a letter to his wife, Vira Bonnyboy, and as soon as she reads his letter, she rides to Edinburgh to free him. When she comes to the court, Geordie is already condemned, but she is able to get an agreement that the payment of a fine will release him. She begs for money from the assembled nobles, and raises enough to pay the fine and Geordie is freed. Bertrand Bronson identifies two main tune routes for The Lady of Gite. The most commonly used tune route, whether from the 18th century of Robert Burns or the early 20th century of Gavin Gregg and James Duncan, is based on the tune used for The Gypsy Laddie. The other tune route belongs to the tune The Boy in Water. Both tunes are commonly used for the base of other ballad variants in Britain and North America. Although they conform in ballad form, plot and denouement there are three definite scenarios of the scottish Geordie ballad it's the opening scenes that set the mood for what follows scenario one there is a political opening in which Geordie is cast in prison for his involvement in the death of sir charles hay there was a battle in the north and nobles there were many and they have killed Sir Charlie Hay and laid the blame on Geordie. Oh, he has written a long letter, he sent it to his lady. You must come up to Edinburgh town to see what words are Geordie. When first she looked the letter on, she was both red and rosy. But she had not read a word or two till she rolled just like a lily. That tune and words were provided by Robert Burns and printed in 1792 in the Scots Musical Museum. The historic background to the ballad is rather hazy, as one might expect. Early collectors have linked the ballad to George Gordon, who was the 4th Earl of Huntley, and refers to a political intrigue that took place in 1554. He fell out of favour with the Queen Regent, and was imprisoned in Edinburgh Castle. Although his political enemies pressed for his execution, he was finally released on the payment of a fine. There is no strong evidence to link the ballad and the incident. The political version was the first to be printed in book form, and appeared in the Scots Musical Museum, Volume 4, in 1792, edited by James Jameson and Robert Burns. But examples of the other two quickly followed the first into print, as the production of the ballad books became more popular scenario two jodie married for money or position and the ballad is sung from the wife's point of view we courted in the woods of Gite, where berks and flowers spring pony but pleasures i had never a won but sorrows thick and many he never owned me as his wife, nor honoured me as his lady. But day by day he saddles the grey, and rides to Bigness, lady. One bignet he got word of that, the guide lay with his lady. He cast them in a prison strong to lie till the lords were ready. That tune was collected by James Duncan in June 1908 from Isaac Troop of Yathan Wells in Aberdeenshire. The words are from Peter Buchan's Ancient Ballads of the North of Scotland. Of the three scenarios, I feel the second is probably the original form. It reads like the earlier ballads and the fierce loyalty of a betrayed wife is somehow in keeping with the early ballads. A betrayed wife defends her husband and obtains his release. Although it's contrary to modern attitudes of equality, feminine rights and just fair dealing, we need to look at the ancient attitudes to marriage, property and law to understand the actions of the lady. In some versions of the ballad, especially that printed in Peter Buchan's Ancient Ballads of the North of Scotland in 1828, he kills her after all her efforts. He turned him right and round about, and high, high, look at Geordie. A finger, a big nut lady's hand is worth all your fair body. These words they caused a great dispute, and proud and fierce grew Geordie. A sharp dagger, then he pulled it out. And he pierced the heart of that lady. Scenario three. Geordie and his wife appear to be a contented couple. And he wants to go off to the islands. Will ye go to the highlands, love? Will ye go to the highlands with Geordie? It's you'll take the high road, and I'll take the low, and I'll be in the highlands before ye. I'd rather stay on the bonny banks of Spey, and see the fish row in, than to go to your high highland hills, and hear your Waikai low in. He had not been in the High Highland Hills months but barely three-oh before he was cast into a prison strong for hunting the Royal Dero. The tune and words were collected by Gavin Gregg in 1905 from James W. Spence of Milbrex in Aberdeenshire. The third scenario seems to be a later version of the second. It's likely that the singers found the story of the betrayed wife fighting for the life of her husband, who clearly has no love for her, was distasteful. The attitude to marriage and domesticity had changed from when the ballad was first sung, and the revised opening fitted in more comfortably. It was certainly the most popular version by the time James Duncan and Gavin Gregg were collecting in Aberdeenshire in the early 20th century. The different versions contain additional subplots and asides, but the framework of the story from the point of George's imprisonment to his release is fairly consistent. It is probable that the political elements of Scenario 1 was grafted onto the existing ballad. Scenarios 2 and 3 are more usually known under the title The Lady of Gait or Gait's Lady. However, all the above ideas are merely conjecture and are not supported by any strong evidence. It is difficult to determine which version is nearest to the original. We have to make our own minds up about the chronology of the versions until some clear evidence is available. The Lady of Gait versions of the ballad are usually linked to Castle Gordon in Moray although there is a Gait castle in Fife in Aberdeenshire. Whatever the origins and those suggested are only an effort to place the ballad into a historical frame we have a fine strong storyline with a bold heroine enough to hold the attention of any audience that likes a good tale. I will end this podcast with a performance of the Lady of tune with which I started this podcast. The tune was collected by Gavin Gregg from Mrs. Corbett of New Deer in Aberdeen.
1: Will ye gang to the helands, love? Will ye gang to the helands with your dear? I'll take the high road if you'll take the low. And I'll be in the highlands afore ye I'd sooner stay on the bonny banks of spay To see all the fish boats rowing Than to go to the high highland hills To hear all the black-eye lowing he'd not been in the high highland hills months, but barely three, oh, when he was thrown in a prison strong for hunting the royal deer, oh, where will I find me a bonny boy, a boy so neat and clever, that will run to the bonny O' guide We a letter for my lady Then up spoke a bonny boy he was so neat and clever I will run to the bog o guite We a letter for your lady. When he came where the bridge was down, he bent his bow and swam o. When he came where the grass was long, he slacked his shoes and ran o. And when he came to the gate so gait, he did neither the shout nor call o' oh. he bent his bow to his right breast and he jumped in o'er the wall o' oh. when she read her lord's letter it's all so, but she was sorry and before she read it to the end. The salt tears they flowed many. Saddle me the good black steed, the brown is not so speedy. I will ride to Edinburgh town to plea for the life of Geordie. And when she came to Edinburgh town, the nobles thick and many, but they all stood with their hats upon their head. But hat in hand stood Geordie. Has he robbed or has he killed or has he stolen any? Oh, what's the ill that my love has done? That he should be hanged shortly. He has not robbed, he has not killed, He has not stolen any, But he has hunted the royal deer, And he's condemned already. Will red gold buy back my bonny love, Will the red gold buy back Geordie? If you'll pay down five hundred crowns It will put the hat on Geordie She's taken the mantle from round her neck And oh, she spread it bonnie she took his hat into her hand and she begged for the life of Geordie. Some gave crowns and some gave pounds and some gave dollars many. The king himself gave one hundred crowns. To put the hat on Geordie. She's taken up her bunny mantle. And oh but it was heavy. She's told down five hundred crowns. Saying put your hat on Geordie. Then up spoke an Irish duke. And woe unto his body. I wish that guide had lost his head, I might have enjoyed his lady. And now she's on her high or sat, But oh, but she was saucy. Says a pox be on your wisdom's snout, could you compare with Geordie when she was in his saddle, sat and in behind her, Geordie? There was never a bird so blithe in the bush as she was behind her, Geordie. First, I was mistress at Bonniak and Dune, Next I was lady O Kin and now I'm the good wife for oh, the bonny Boggle And I begged for the life of oh, Geordie.